What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Crypto Cronies. It's me, your host, Jonathan Downing, our other host, Fede, who is the head of client crypto relations at Hyrule Venture, and our other host, obviously, the CEO of Hyrule Venture, Alex Barger. Um, Hello. Today, we're going to be going over some more crypto news. Keep everybody in the loop. Visa just expanded Stablecoin to Solana, um, Stablecoin USDC, to help pay merchants in crypto. A leading crypto casino, Stake.com, was hacked for $41 million. That's a lot of M's. Um, the first Ethereum smartphone dropped, and as soon as it did, it sold out within 24 hours. And just a reminder to everybody to keep your keys close as a crypto streamer, also known in all the articles as a crypto bro, accidentally leaked his private keys on his stream and lost 60K from his account in seconds. So that's what we're going to be getting into today. Alex, if you can hit us with the numbers. Right. So Bitcoin is sitting at 25655 currently, and Ethereum is at $1,630. Perfect. I was actually talking to a guy recently who told me about all the XRP he bought at $0.06. Cents. So I'm also thinking about how good he's doing right now. Uh, humble brag. I bought mine at point zero zero three cents, but whatever. Whoa, there we go. Blow that one right out of the park. Yeah. Okay, so who's going to take this first one? Visa to send stablecoin USD to Solana. So Visa is expanding its stablecoin settlement capabilities to merchant acquirers over to the Solana blockchain. Um, so they, Visa announced its next step in modernizing cross-border uh, money movement by saying it's going to start including uh, Solana as a means of settling USDC transactions. Uh, so what does this all mean? Um, so when co consumers use Visa cards to make a purchase um, at any year that accepts a Visa, um, they can experience the convenience of just uh, swiping the card and they're done with it. But uh, behind the scenes, what you don't see is that the money movement between the banks and Visa that's taking place. Um, so the funds for those purchases move from the issuer's bank to the merchant's bank. And then this is where the Visa's treasury is, is settling um, and clearing through wires, which can be expensive and timely. But now this is a move where um, they're going to start offering US. Well, they already started off. They already offer USDC, but now via block uh, Solana blockchain um, for those settlements to happen in USDC, which is cheaper and faster. And USDC is a coin, correct? Yeah, US dollar coin. So it's it's issued by I could be wrong. It's a company called Circle. Mm -hmm. It's a getting backed by a lot of big institutions. Um, because they have a reserve base USDC. So for each USDC coin, there's a US dollar that's tucked away somewhere that matches it. Um, so one USDC was $1. They have a reserve. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and there, so I believe Visa actually has an account with Circle uh, that's making all of this possible. Yeah. So is um, the benefit to USDC the U S dollar coin, just the fact that it can move faster. 
and cheaper. So for example, so we we at Hyrule we use uh, USDC when available to pay um, invoices. So uh, depending on perspective, you know, we paid um, we deal with Chinese vendors a lot. So we paid our Chinese vendor um, thousands of dollars over uh, in USDC, and we paid a one dollar fee. Whereas we we've paid that same vendor in the past with a wire transfer and it's been 30 to $45 for that wire transfer and it arrives in three days. Whereas the USDC payment r- arrives within, you know, five minutes. Mm, Cause it's going and straight it to a wallet a and not through a bank. Yes. Cool. I yep. learned something new today. Oh yeah. Wow. True. Okay. And they, so the USDC, they can also move, it can move on, on Ethereum or other Tron. Um, so you can move it on different blockchains, kind of like train rails. You can just take the train off and put them on different rails and have it go. So this is just adding another uh, track for it to settle payments on the Solana blockchain. This is a good way to so, put it. Um, yeah. So is the Solana blockchain basically something similar to Binance? No, Binance is a company. Okay. That has a finance coin, but uh, Solana is similar to, I guess, Ethereum, where it can tr- process transactions. Well, it can process transactions faster than Ethereum, uh, and at a greater scale, um, at a lower cost. So there's not necessarily worry about what we were talking about last week when it comes to Mastercard or anybody having to pull out at the last second because of uh, certain things that are happening. Correct. Oh, that's, yeah, that sounds very convenient. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me about stake.com. I didn't even know there was a crypto casino. Backed by Drake. It's a oh. Drake's partner in it. Yeah. It's a cool I see logo. Drake gambling online all the time. I hear about it. Yeah. Probably on yeah, stake.com. Yeah. I can take that one, guys. Um, yeah. So stake.com is the world, world largest uh, crypto casino, and it was hacked, resulting in a loss of $41.3 million. And as last reported, the platform has suspended deposits and withdrawals and is leaving users unable to access their funds. The company has not disclosed any details out of the breach or the identity of the attackers. However, they assure customers that their funds are, are safe. So what, what do we need to know about this? Uh, Stake.com is an online casino and a sports betting platform that allows users to bet using crypto. The company, um, Alex just touched on that, has associations with Drake, rapper Drake, and the Formula One team, Alfa Romeo. The majority of the stolen funds, 18.8 million, uh, were drained from stake.com's hot wallet on the Binance smart chain. And uh, you'll know the hot wallet is the one that's connected to the internet, right? And the 15.7 million were withdrawn on Ethereum and 7.8 million on Polygon. Since August 2022, Stake.com has had over 2.1 billion in cumulative customer deposits, very sizable, and Stake.com is responsible for nearly 6% of all Bitcoin transactions, 12% of all Dogecoin transactions, and 15%, 1.5% of all Litecoin transactions. That is a huge chunk. That's Absolutely. They moved the needle. I did not, the most- I did not know that. Yeah, the most recent and significant hack on stake.com. So this one is the world's largest crypto casino, has had significant impact in the crypto world. 
um, they lost a bunch of cash, a bunch of money, a bunch of crypto, and the suspension of all deposits and withdrawals, right? Many you, makes users go a little bit crazy on this. And this incident pretty much highlights the vulnerability of the some crypto platforms and the need to enhance security measures. Um, Stake.com known for its very high profile associations, good marketing, good PR, and substantial customer deposits, um, now has to address a breach and provide transparency regarding the attack, right? That's what's that's been missing. Now, as the crypto industry continues to grow, incidents like this one is a good reminder of the importance of building our robust security protocol and to protect the user's funds and really help um, a higher acceptance and an entire ecosystem. But very, Do you think... very, very interesting news. Do you think that they just didn't have their dual factor authentication turned on? <laughs> That's that had to be it. Someone got all their two FA and so I've got yeah I've got a couple questions. So you said there is something about a hot wallet. So a hot wallet is something that's not connected to the internet, meaning it's it is, literally it is. it is or is not. It is. And Alex, help me if I'm if I'm misstating anything. Yeah, no, you got what it. Your wallet is is in your in your in your drive, right? In your computer, yeah. your supply safe. In your basement, you're safe. The hot mm -hmm. wallet is the one that allows you to make transactions and move crypto quickly, which is connected to, to, um, to the internet, and that's mm -hmm. where they get the funds from. Right, and mm -hmm. then there's also a, uh, a warm wallet, like a wallet that sits on your desktop, where it's not necessarily connected to the internet, but if you it need a transaction, be. yeah. So the the variance has to do with the connectivity to the internet. Okay, so this was definitely all through the internet. This wasn't some employee or somebody who had access to go into the network and pull some uh, crypto. Right. Sounds like yeah. a hack, but they've disclosed so little details about it that I think at this point, any option, any possibilities open, but it sounds like it was an outsider um, getting in there and securing the crypto. Man, I wish ChatGPT would just do all that stuff for me. <laughs> I wouldn't actually I wouldn't actually start committing crimes. <laughs> yeah, hey, GPT. Well, would do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the easiest you. person to do. When ChatGPT first came out, actually that within two weeks people were using it to hack and it was just yeah. doing that stuff for you. And you know, they <laughs> they obviously had to scale that back a little bit. Um Okay, yeah, I mean that's a lot of money. Uh and, and obviously the, this casino accepts all crypto, I would assume, not just Bitcoin. So like people had a lot of different assets in there and then, you know, whichever one is honestly worth the most is probably who the hacker was going after. Um Okay, cool. Well, beyond that, tell me about the uh Ethereum smartphone. Sell out within twenty four hours. What is an Ethereum smartphone? The Ethereum smartphone, funny you ask, is based on the Google Pixel 7a, and it comes with a unique open source operating system called Ethos. It's short for Ethereum operating system, but also means character in Greek. Uh, the devices are distinguished from other Web3 smartphones by the built-in Ethereum Lite client. So this feature allows the Ethos operating system to independently validate blocks making the device a light node on the Ethereum network. So basically it's a, has a little mining feature, a little staking node running feature um, mm -hmm. where you can pocket some Ethereum pennies. Wow. Throughout the day. Pennies. Yeah. Um, That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah the um, Ethereum server has several built-in tools for handling payments and receiving and sending messages. 
Additionally, the mobile device includes integration with Ethereum name services, allowing users to make payments in an easier way. Um, in addition, it supports Ethereum virtual machines and layer two scaling networks. Uh, so the, the phone was actually available in the form of an NFT first. Um, users had to obtain the NFT and either and then redeem it for the actual phone itself. It looks like there were only 50 mobile devices that were able. I was going to say, no wonder that it sold out so fast because there's yeah, only there's 50 of them. them. Yep. It could have just um, been one guy bought all of them. Yeah. It looks like they were going for. So the Google Pixel 7 8 sells for around $499. Um, the who wants to get so much these phones were selling for? Who didn't read the article? Mm. Crazy, but Alex, quick, quick comment here because uh, so I was doing some research on this one. Yeah, Ethos is actually the OS, right? You can download yeah. Ethos on older Google Pixel phones. Oh, cool! I did not see that. So, what well, here, here's where we don't know, right? As of today, I'm not sure because I don't want to, I don't want to maybe send uh share any any wrong information quick buy all google pixels but yeah. you could download in pixel 3 3xl 5a so not a not an android user but for those of you that are android users maybe looking to it i'm gonna give it a nice <laughs> capability to stake as you're just holding your phone right al do you have a pixel i got a did you have a samsung note or something oh i do i used to have a pixel though yeah I'll get, I'll get that out and get it up and running as a node and just let it sit there i was about to say just go get a refurb or something uh, yeah, that's actually not that bad of an idea Yo, you guys see my new uh pocket miner yeah what's up dude <laughs> got a pocket miner going validate yeah. transactions cool yeah. Well, yeah that that's interesting i'm curious to see what other devices i mean we've talked about um uh, wi-fi devices that can mine yeah. slowly and those sold out like crazy so like what else are we going to be doing yeah, yeah, John, and there is so much lore online everywhere you go on TikTok about how you can uh, mine on your phone and mine it on the cloud and all the stuff. And a lot of that information is is, is very it's misleading. Good. This one mm -hmm. is the closest it gets to actually your phone mining for you. Mm. Thanks. Just, uh, they just made it happen. They pull it from the internet dreams and actually de develop it. Because I, I keep seeing, I've been seeing for years, and a lot of those vices and methodologies, right, Alex? They don't really. No, I like I during like the bull market when everybody was getting FOMO and like texting and emailing me nonstop. I would get at least one email a day from like a client with a yeah, a link saying, "Hey, do you guys mind these or do you guys have these?" And it's just like one of them was like an air quality testing miner where i was gonna say how do i get my microwave to do this stuff hey, dude that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah so my air conditioning all runs all the time exactly yeah yeah this one seems legitimate where it's actually running a, a light node but um mm -hmm. yeah i've seen thousands of of the, what, what Fetty was talking about these crazy oh here your so, electric toothbrush can run a miner so the one that you sent me, the one that you sent me during COVID, is that one still a thing, or was that turned out to be not necessarily true? The one that you like plug into your Wi-Fi device, the helium, helium miner. Yeah, the helium miners. I'm, we're still mining helium. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely taking a hit with the market, but like the helium token price. But okay. um, yeah, no, it's that of all the the crazy miners. That's still. It's funny. In the realm of legitimate versus in the, toothbrush miners. Back when I was in college and um, 
in the video program, every, you know, to do video takes pretty high end computers when we're working with 6K, 4K footage. Um, so a lot of people would go back and forth and be like, wow, man, my new video rig is so powerful, it can mine. And I'm just like, why would you want to do that with your, like, yeah. I get what you're saying, but just don't do that. <laughs> you're going to ruin your computer. Yeah. Just go get a yeah. miner if you want to. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interest feature about this one, guys, is that they call it decentralized messaging, um, which I think is, is kind of like towards encryption, uh, where your are messages. If you use this OS and you text, then I guess they're not stored in one place. But I'm very curious if that messaging is can be accessible publicly, right? Or is encrypted? Oh yeah, that's on like some sort of public blockchain. Yeah, hmm. so we get the payments, right? This phone with this OS will facilitate decentralized payments for sure. Yeah. Um, but they're they're advertising the, the decentralized messaging. So I'm very curious to see what develops, uh, how it develops the next few weeks and, and see how it looks like. Yeah. And so going back to the price, Google Pixel 7a sells for $500. Hmm. The Ethos phone is selling for $5,000. There you go, Marco. Huh? There you go. Wow. So, Industry you tags. Get a Google Pixel 7a. Just download Ethos. So I know we were talking about Solana. So Solana actually issued um, their own smartphone. Um, it did not go. It was not that successful. They had about two thousand units sold since the release. Uh, their starting price was one thousand dollars, and they've dropped it to five hundred ninety-nine dollars. Uh, the price reduction occurred after the announcement of the premiere of the, after the uh, Ethereum smartphone premiered. Um, I thought you were going to say the premiere of the Barbie the movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Yeah, so I've got a pretty interesting thing right here. Uh, Brazilian crypto streamer Ivan Bianco, or Frat Fraternidade Crypto. Uh, yeah, so he was streaming live, and during his stream, he accidentally exposed his private keys, which to me, I don't even know how you do that. Like, I have my keys all saved and written down and stuff like that, but they're definitely not yeah. just floating around on my computer open, you know, unless he's got, like, his notes app pulled up or something like that. That's what he would have to do. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that earlier. I, I had to pull out a private key earlier and had it up, and I was like, note to self, take this off. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what he would have to do is have it sit on his desktop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, his private keys were open, and within seconds, he realized that they were up. Somebody was screen recording, and immediately as he tried to get into his keys to move some stuff around, so somebody who saw that couldn't do it, um, somebody who's a little bit faster than him, they pulled out 60K, and they said he said that that was his life savings. So I feel really bad for that guy. I, uh, I accidentally. How old that? is he? How old is he? Um, I'm not sure about his age. I could find that honestly if I just looked up. If I just started doing some googling, but you know that's a a big oof there. You know. Yeah. Um. Let Poor me guy. see how old he is. He is fifth. Maybe no, this is the wrong person. He looks way younger than fifty. I'm not sure if I can get that information without doing. A lot oh of no, diving. that's okay. I just poor guy. Um, oh, no, you're saying no, not to have your keys up. 
Are you saying because he's only a certain age, he should have more than 60K as a life saving? I don't want to stand up as like an old guy that's like, like, hey, you have your whole life savings in crypto, which props to you for believing and yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I accidentally, yes, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, I accidentally showed my private key live. The person had really quickly sent it to another address. I tried to close the broadcast and send my crypto to another address, but it was too late. And if you just Google crypto bro loses money on live stream, you can see his face. He is crying really hard on the live stream. I feel bad for him. Definitely a panic moment. So he definitely didn't have his 2FA up because that would have stopped it. And a lot of these wallets and uh uh platforms you can set a limit of how much you can withdraw in a day mm -hmm. so there's a drain everything there's an update here we go okay update from the crypto guy i recovered 50k approximately 86,000 matic m-a-t-i-c is that Pol a coin yeah, poly polygon matic yeah, yeah, everything else is still lost in calculable values as they were mostly NFTs. It's interesting because he says incalculable values and the next sentence says estimated value of approximately 15K. <laughs> Dang, yeah. Uh, so if you, if you file a police report, and so if anyone has their NFT stolen, you can file a police report and then send that police report to like OpenSea or whatever the major uh, NFT marketplaces are and then they'll mark it as a stolen nft so it can't be person, sold yeah exactly so it can block all the trading of it so since uh -huh. that person can't i wonder if there's uh ever good. any if there's ever going to be like these higher end security companies like because the fbi is not correct in like tracing ips for stolen nfts would they oh yeah oh yes they are oh wow oh okay. yeah there's um there's a big company called cypher trace that's just bought by visa and and now these uh, other chain analytic softwares and companies popping up, but um, no, it's, it's like going to be big business of uh, these softwares that can just interpret the blockchain and trace all these transactions around the. Your VPN won't save you now. Yeah, and you kind of and you all read about it now. Uh, like a couple months ago, oh, the feds raided this house and found like a billion dollars in crypto and a pop popcorn tin in the floorboards because they saw that there was movement on this account that they had marked as having been where stolen funds were sent to. So they're, they have, they're already like analyzing the blockchain, but good for them. Uh, yeah. At least they're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all the news we have for today. Um, if anybody else has any news, uh, say it now. That no, no? news. No news. All right. Well, we're at 23 minutes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, All right. You'll hear from us next week. Yep. Bye. See you, everybody.